first pick in the 2020 draft will be subject to a second phase of the lottery where the eight teams that don't advance in the qualifying round will each have a one in eight chance of winning that. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Five Hole Fantasy Hockey. I'm your host today, TJ Branson. And this episode that you guys are going to hear was a bit of a uh, a rant rampage, I think you can call it. So uh, I opened up a chat in the Discord, and we just called it Yelling About the Lottery. And we had a couple guys pop in there, a couple guys just listening. And what we did is we just talked about the lottery and, and what's going to happen with the, you know, the undetermined number one team and all the the rest of the, you know, how, how the cards fell. So that's how it's going to be. And uh, yeah, man. So we had Littlefoot over from DL Hockey and and his co-host over there is a Red Wings fan. So I really want to hear what Doc has to say, too. But uh, and that was, we also had uh, Punk Rock Warlord in our Discord. I'm not sure his real name. Don't want to dox him or anything, but that's what I got on him. And we all kind of did like a round table take on, um, on the, on the lottery and just kind of, you know, what came about. So enjoy it. It's about a 45 minute conversation. I hope you guys dig it. If you guys want to, uh, hang out in our discord, you're more than welcome to do so because I guarantee I'm going to have some more of these, uh, open chats available. It's a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, enjoy guys. Talk to you later. All right, so I just posted a link to this in the Discord. Uh, basically, what I'm going to do, Detroit just got absolutely shafted. That's the biggest takeaway from this one. So we really haven't like nailed down any of our personal rankings, Zach or I, but um, I think this is really going to help. I mean, seeing what teams need what is going to be a big one. So just looking at like Corey Pronman's rankings, Scott Wheeler's rankings, comparing them against a list like this where we see what team is really going where, like who who needs what, you know what I mean? So fuck, you got the TV ratings at number one, right? So that's what I got. What's up, little foot? So you got to go laugh. Number one, it just, it depends on who is going to win that one. It's going to be a real team. You know what I mean? So it's not going to be, you know, one of these basement dwellers, little fit. You're muted, buddy. I don't know if you want to chime in here. Always love your takes, dude. Uh, number two at L.A., we got, it's got to be Quentin Byfield, I think. Still muted, homie. <laughs> oh, I got How about now? I hear you. All right. What's going on, man? Nothing. How you been? You been good? Okay, so, oh, it's, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so, for a Red Wings fan. They got shafted. Absolutely shafted, right? You have the worst season ever. We've tried. Since probably the last expansion before Vegas, I want to say, just total ineptitude. <laughs> You're the only triple digit goal differential negative in the league. Yeah. And you come up fourth. You have. <laughs> They're pissed. 
you're you're pissed. That would be bad enough on its own. Yeah. But the fact the number one pick is one of the It's the only game breaker, really. Yeah. To go to one of these uh opening opening round teams. And my immediate thought when I saw that was Oh, good God, if they gift the Hawks. It could be any of them, right? It could, especially if there's no play in. So it's going to go in descending points percentage order. Yeah. So Chicago, Montreal would be the two, would have the two highest chances. Yeah. I think well, because they were- No. So everybody's going to have 12.5. So everybody, okay. those last eight teams are going to be on even ground, completely even ground. It could be any of them. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. To me, this is yeah. just this is a media stunt, right? Like they just want uh, this is the cliffhanger, and they they want you to come back to see who actually wins it, and what better way to do that? I mean, if it's rigged, like you know, there's there's that you know that cl- school of thought that thinks that all the draft lotteries are rigged, no matter what, and especially if you're not actually pulling balls out and you just got these freaking cards, like what better way to do it than do that, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So I haven't been able to reach Doc tonight because. Um, He's probably wants to go. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, dude. He's a he's a Red Wings fan, so he's got to be crying somewhere. <laughs> got to make sure he's okay. Yeah, we got got to make sure he's. I mean, it's like, oh, that that hurts. Like, hey, looking in the draft, we all know about Lafreniere being number one. Right. He's gonna be he's number one pick. Who do you see after that? Like, I mean, who are the next guys you? Like? You spent an entire year talking about Byfield and Lafreniere going one, two, right? And there are some out there. Cam Robinson, I know, is he's got Byfield ranked number one. So I don't think that there's really going to be a contrarian pick at number two, even though LA kind of has this backlog of centers when you got Byfield, Turcotte, Velarde, Anderson, Dolan, Blake Lazat even up there right now. So, like, what do they do? Do they start shifting guys to the wing? You really can't pass up on a Quentin Byfield. In my opinion, you can't do it. I think I've, I've mentioned this before too. Like, could you see them possibly trading out of that pick? Hmm. And with somebody, if somebody needs a game breaking center, like say a Detroit, um, if the Detroit really wanted one of those top two guys, one of those guys that they really liked, like you said, if you if they really like one of those two guys, yeah, would you trade up two picks to go get that guy? It's hard to say. <laughs> And if and if you're the Kings, you're in a similar situation in Detroit where you where you are you're in a rebuild. You're getting into the bad part of your rebuild because you have bad contracts, mm-hmm. like Detroit did a couple years ago. They're in that stage of it right now. They haven't hit rock bottom yet, but they're going to hit rock bottom at this point. You have to get you have to uh, honestly. LA needs to get rid of some of those contracts, and that's probably pretty much impossible at this point. Drew Doughty. Drew fucking Dowdy, what a <laughs> what a. <laughs> so the thing I have on the Kings, you know, they I, I get it. They pick number two right now, and and a lot of people out there say that the Kings right now have the best pipeline in hockey, and without a doubt, I, I think I agree. I mean, you got all these high end talent type of guys. To your point, you can easily trade down because it's not like, especially if you're going to trade down and still stay within the top ten, you know, get that like pretty solid tier worth of players. There's there's a point at which like you you really don't need to you don't need Byfield at this rate like you know it'd be good to have him and everything but you can also like you could trade down just like you're saying so that's an interesting uh, position I hadn't thought of trade for uh, you could or you could draft him and package him in a deal to get 
a bona fide. I mean, I'm not sure who would be on the trade market right now, but as far as like big time players go, but you could trade for somebody and you could, you could put a package together to get, I don't know, Jack Eichel. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm not buying into the, the Eichel trade rumors and all that, but it is interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know. Did you, my favorite part of this whole thing was just seeing the faces of people that didn't get the first overall pick. It was like, it was really intimate yet really embarrassing at the same time. You get that new Buffalo GM and he's just like, yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, why not? Buffalo for you. I mean, you know, that's been their luck for the past, geez, 20 years. seems like at least last 10 years. I mean, you, you tank so bad to try to get McDavid. You don't get McDavid. You get Eichel instead, which isn't a bad consolation prize. Right, yeah. developed, but even when you lose, you can't lose, right? So that's what we got. So I know Raj is in the he's, – he's listening in, and he doesn't have the, the rankings yet. So at number one, Raj, we have – we don't know yet. Uh, pretty much, I think TV ratings. That's the, that's the winner of this draft lottery right now. And then you got LA. Ottawa's got three and five. Uh, Detroit gets number four. They move all the way down to number four here. Uh, Anaheim at number six. New Jersey at number seven. And Buffalo at number eight. Um, I was, you know, in the back of my mind, I was kind of rooting for Buffalo. I felt like they could use a winger. Uh, you know, Victor Olofsson's nice and all, but Lafreniere is just that much better. I don't know. So. Littlefoot man and and Punky, uh, you're in the chat now. I don't know if you guys want to chime in. Punk, you were actually the the contrarian pick. You think they might go Stutzla at number two here? Well, yeah, they're going to go. No, hey, come on, they're super deep, aren't they? At yeah. center, but, and go ahead. once again, as I was saying, they literally they have never had. A, well, not never, but they have not had a forward with breakaway speed. Since Ziggy Palfi. Yeah, we'd love to have gotten Gabrick one in his prime. I mean, yeah. but again, Stutzel, come on. This kid is going to bring the speed. And I can just tell you, Turcotte and Velarde are locked in one, too. Can, by the way, can you imagine two years, Turcotte, Velarde, and Kopitar? And if Kopitar is that third line center, are you serious? Yeah, he makes Joe Thornton look like a uh, AHL kind of player in that third line role. Yeah, uh, and, and all I'm saying is we get. Um, we're hoping Kaliev becomes something. Fagimo, whatever his name is, I, I think he, you know, he can be a player. But we need some wing help. You know, they need D help too. You know, Dowdy's turning thirty or is thirty. Yeah. But I can't see them taking Drysdale at two. Well, <laughs> now, now, if you want to talk about a hot take, <laughs> I just so, can't see that. Something Littlefoot was talking about is them trading down. Los Angeles has this great pipeline to the point where, you know, maybe they are looking at Drysdale. That's the guy that they had number one on their list to begin with, if they trade down and pick up more assets along the way and get the guy that they had spent, you know, this weird off season thinking about anyway, that could be a win, win, win for everybody. Or, uh, they also have two picks in the third, two picks in the second, and they could certainly, the second round is pretty good for defense. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, absolutely. Or, uh, you know, if they want to really make a move here, you know, what about if they traded down from the second round, and maybe even tossed in one of the freaking prime um, prospects at center that we have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Buffalo Could that would certainly not be-, be interested. <laughs> How about Can you it? imagine? Can you imagine? So the Kings offer, and how about some real, the Kings are going to think they're going to take Byfield, but they turn around and offer to Buffalo, Turcotte and a second rounder for their number eight pick. Hmm. What do you think of that? 
that is a pretty good stopgap for a center. That, that pushes yeah. Middlestat down a little bit, I think, too. Yeah, and Cozens now has a little bit of buffer, so it's not all the pressure's on him if they bring Turcotte in, too. What do you guys uh, think at know. number three? What do you think Ottawa's doing with their first pick here? They do need talent. <laughs> they need yeah. lots of talent. And they need oh, a center. Two punks to his point, they need center help. And I think the best center is either – I mean, if L.A. does kind of go off the board, then you got Byfield at number three, and Ottawa could still land up in, in – and in, uh, lost my train of thought there. But I think the next best center has got to be either Rossi or Perfetti. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, Perfetti is a center and a left wing too. So a little bit of versatility there. But to me, that's that's Ottawa's glaring need is, is a center. Like they got Tierney. They got – um, basically it drops off the map after that. Nothing really as far as like a number one center after getting rid of JGP and Detroit, man, just getting well, shafted at number four. <laughs> <laughs> again, now, well, I mean, no, 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 here's the Kings fan. Let me laugh. Let me laugh loud again, because you know, the Kings getting shafted last year. Come on. So yeah, crime, crime, river there, Detroit, <laughs> seriously. Littlefoot was talking. It was just a monumental failure of a year and to not, come out of it with Lafreniere, it's, it's, it's tough to swallow. I mean, I'm not a Detroit fan, so I don't really have a dog in this race anyway. But at number four, there's still uh, – Pronman has Lucas Raymond at number four. Scott Wheeler has Cole Perfetti at number four. I think if, if one of the top three doesn't go Alexander Holtz, he's going to be a good fit for Detroit, man. He's a shooter. He's an absolute shooter. Or yeah, they're, they're, they're going to do all right at five because they're, I mean, they're going to do fine. Yeah, and then and then Ottawa coming back with uh with number five, man. So there again for that. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, I mean, they'll do just fine again. I mean, you got any one of Lucas Raymond, Cole Perfetti, Tim Stutzla, Marco Rossi, whoever they whoever they want, man. If they want to go a forward and a D in this draft, they can. They could take drives out here. Or Sanderson, right? Is that the other one? Sanderson and Drysdale, yeah, if they want to double up. But, I mean, their defense, I think if if Ottawa doesn't go Drysdale at number five, Anaheim has to. Just because I'm not a, the biggest fan of Anaheim's uh, pipeline when it comes to defense. They have great forwards, but Anaheim needs defense, and that's where I see their glaring need. But wasn't it just – it was like three years ago that that was their, their strong point. Yeah. Anaheim had this, all this, and now? Wow. They traded everything away. They traded away yeah. Brandon Montour. Montour. Yeah. Yeah. Too many. It, it. So I, I think if they don't go Drysdale at number six, it's going to be rough. Um, but Alexander Holtz between Pronman and Wheeler is the number six. Like that's who they ranked as number six. And I don't see it. I see Anaheim needs to go defense here. I, I forget who, uh, who all's in their pipeline. And that's half the problem is Anaheim doesn't exactly have like a ton of defensive help. I think, um, Hey, the didn't they just sign somebody Thrun. that out of the the Ducks signed somebody out of the I want to say the SHL on a one way contract for this year? Hmm, I'm not sure. You might, you might I, be right, but I mean they. Yeah, and I can't think of his name, but I, I don't know who it is. But I know they're desperate for some D. If they're going to sign somebody, and by the way, a one year uh, one way contract, so well he's going to get a shot at the big club, right? Sure. I think Josh Mahura, Henry Thrun. Uh, I mean, I'm looking down the list. I don't see too much. Brennan Gooley. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. so you might just say who, who, and who, right? Yeah. So yeah, no, it makes sense. They have to get some D for sure. Got to go Drysdale here, and he's not going to be. 
you know, a plug and play. He's not going to be immediate, but at least he's going to help. My biggest takeaway, my biggest win was that New Jersey did not get the number one pick. <laughs> so I'm quite yeah. happy that they landed at number seven. And I do like that take is that, hey, you know what? He still could win the draft lottery. How do you, what do you Depending mean? on where he signs. Depending on where Hall signs, he could oh, still yeah. win the draft lottery. Littlefoot, you had something yeah. out of there, it looked like. Well, it's just, you know, New, uh, New Jersey is curious how they uh, they had all this hype coming into the season. Everybody's like, oh, do something. I, You know, they got P.K. Oh Subban. You get Jack Hughes. here And just fell off a cliff. Wait, <laughs> he just fell off the cliff. All the wheels fell off, um, man. Trade Taylor Hall for not a – when you look at when you look back, I didn't really – Get a whole lot of value for Taylor Hall. You they really were keeping him anyway, man. So they weren't going to keep him anyway, but and the rate at which all the wheels were falling off, like it had to happen. Yeah, like they sucked. Something fierce. What do you guys see them doing? I I think they're going to go high end offense. That's that's what I got here. Uh, unless they go Askarov, that's the only other thing that I could do is that I would think of like they that they go goalie. Just because, I mean, Blackwood's going to be good, and he's going to be good for long enough to the point where Askarov could, you know, he's still like four years away, five years away, whatever it may be, and Blackwood's going to give you four or five years. That is, that's where I kind of see New Jersey going. You know, whoever's left out of like Holtz, Rossi, Perfetti, Anton Lindell, any of that high-end offense, they're going to go or Askarov. In Buffalo, I don't see them going Askarov. They got uh, that fucking Eric guy, Eric... Um, Portillo and Ukapeka Lukanen. So I, I don't see I don't see any way Buffalo goes goalie here. They're gonna go Rossi. They're gonna go Stutzla. Whoever's like Buffalo could use goaltending help, but they needed immediate. <laughs> Omark is good enough uh, for now. Again, until Ukapeka Lukanen can can make it, and then Portillo can be a solid backup, or who knows what they do in the off season here. But Omark, you know, kind of a under the radar good goalie. On a shit team, you know it's TJ is out. It's going to work for them draft wise because they did fire what everybody, everybody. Yeah, they fired everybody. So what do you do in that situation? You if you're Buffalo, don't you, you cannot do fuck up this pick. You can't do it. There's no way you can do it. Yeah. So that's that's good. that's the weird one I got there. Is I, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, Ottawa's intriguing. You know I. I Part of me was hoping they would get number one. Uh, well, they had two attitudes. I was a little surprised they didn't get, you know, we had two chances at the pie like that. I thought they might have actually had a chance to get yeah, number one. But, yeah, 25% uh, overall or whatever was between the two. Yeah. yeah there were only teams so that didn't, didn't want to win. That's the only thing. But, you know, Ottawa's got a chance to get two high-quality picks in this year's draft. Dad, that Brady can shut you uh to Bathurst, to Shabbat, yeah, Josh Norris, everybody. They got a hell of a pipeline, man. But it's going to be a weird one. So I think number one, let's talk about that. Let's talk about these eight teams that could could make it. Let me pull up the, the tweet here from Bobby Max, Bobby Margarita. So it's Montreal, Chicago, Arizona, Minnesota, Winnipeg, the New York Rangers, Florida, and Columbus. I mean, there is, there's a couple teams here that could be tragic. I mean, out of them, Chicago is the only one that I could really see that would be like, you know, the, the bottom 
team here, Montreal. Uh, I find it hard to believe that they, you know, are kind of at the bottom of the pile in this points percentage wise, but uh, I kind of hold them in higher regard than I do Chicago as far as like the way to a rebuild and everything Chicago or uh, Montreal has a decent pipeline. Uh, there's at least hope there. Chicago's got like Kirby Doc and Adam Boquist, and there's not much else after that to add a Lafreniere. And, and I know you're, you're a Blues fan, so obviously you're you're not going to be happy if Chicago gets that one. But I don't see Chicago making it through Edmonton. Welcome back to the. Uh, all of a sudden, you're looking at, and this is where it comes interesting going to the future, and that's why I think it's important that they play this tournament because. The big the big thing we talk about here in St. Louis is Alex Trangel is a free agent whenever free agency starts. Yep. He's going to because there's not enough cap room to keep him unless you get rid of a couple of contracts. And I don't know how I don't know if they're able to pull that off. With this group, this is the last year they're gonna here with this four group of guys that you're gonna have a chance to go for. Your team's going to be different next year. Either you're going to lose a captain or you're going to lose a couple of pieces, whether yeah. it be Dean Bozak, Jake Allen, possibly. Um, so you're going to lose a couple of guys off this team. If you're Chicago and you end up getting Freddie a number one overall, you still have Patrick Kane in his prime. Tate still has a little bit of life left in him. To bring it solid yep. is a really good play. All of a sudden, you can – Running done with Colorado a little bit. You have enough. You might have enough guys to go up against the Colorado or against the St. Louis or against the Dallas. All of a sudden, you're back into the Central Division race, and you can figure out your defense and your goaltending. Because Crawford, you don't know about. You don't know what's going on with Crawford. I think you might have had your guy, and I think you might have had Robin Leonard to be yeah. that replacement for him to Vegas. So, a lot of moving pieces there. Um. Montreal would be interesting because if they were to get Lafreniere, they have a solid pipeline to begin with. Yeah, you throw in another quality prospect in there. You I, have the best. World. I, I hate to say it, but like I feel like Montreal needs another center. I don't think Jesperi Kakinami is the the one C that they're looking for down the road. So it's it's going to be. I think they're going to go center or defense at this point. So it's almost better if they, you hate to say it, but it's almost better if they don't get number one, because then their choice is going to, it's going to be easier and it's going to be more beneficial. Like adding a left wing right now, when you have Cole Caulfield coming up the ranks, I know he's a right wing, but um, I don't know. You're still not addressing what you need. Ever happens. Let's hope Bergevin does not throw the puck in his own net. Yeah, on this pick, <laughs> Arizona could be interesting. Uh, as Lafreniere, I think he's um, one of the few that's ready to hop into the NHL and make an immediate impact. You got Alexander Holtz right up there too. Marco Rossi, probably one of those guys. Uh, Minnesota could be a lot of fun too. They have a great, in my opinion, one of the more underrated pipelines in hockey. You got Capo uh, Kakinen, Kirill Kaprizov, a lot of K's here. Uh, Alexander Kovanov, Matthew Boldy, Kalen Addison. Uh, there's just they they've got uh, Adam Beckman like they they have players that can make Minnesota fun over the because they've been just you know soggy yeah, cereal some, for how long they need some new blood in Minnesota yeah. um, the guard with the old guard with Parise and Suter you kind of need to get a good deal with getting uh, last year they were able to get Ryan Donato from uh, Boston yep, I think, I think and then this year Pittsburgh and you got um, 
they got Galchenyuk, didn't they? Yeah. In that yeah. trade? So you have some there. Um, if you get another good young player in there, uh, you have a chance to kind of get back into that tough, tough central division that yeah. when the way it's looking right, you have at least have a fighting chance to kind of get back into the future in that in that division. What about uh I mean Winnipeg could use it. New York Rangers. It's gonna be hard fighting Winnipeg. in that left wing. Winnipeg, if Winnipeg could use it, they could use it on defense. <laughs> they, they could definitely need some, they definitely could use some help on defense, uh, for sure. Um, who else? So it was Montreal, um, Chicago, Arizona, Minnesota, Winnipeg, the New York Rangers, Florida, and Columbus. All like really, really interesting landing spots. If there's no play in, that is. Really good team. I think they have a really solid team, but Vrosky hasn't played up to his contract. And that's, I think the oh, reason yeah. why they were kind of sitting before this even happened. Otherwise I think they were, they were a dark horse cup. Pick, I remember, if I remember correctly to start the year, you have a good coach. So if you get, you get another good young player to go in there, if you get a, a right, a plug and play player, you already got Barkov, Hoover Doe. Um, they traded away to Trojaga, Dadnoff. <laughs> yeah. So you, you have some good pieces there. Rangers. That could be fun. I could see where if we home with the rig thing, right? If we think it's gonna be rigged, which it already kind of is at this point because you're having the playing teams get yeah. a chance to got it. Chicago, Rangers, um, Montreal, like you look at the big markets that are in this. If you if if somehow one of those top one of those three markets gets the number one overall pick, that's be that's big that's big time news. If you're Alexi Lafreniere right now, how relieved are you that you know you're not going to one of these basement dweller teams and you're you're going to you know a more established market, one that's closer to competing? And hey. If upset in this first round oh my god like say don't get me started like toronto loses and then all of a sudden you got uh lafreniere matthews and marner playing on the same line i will lose my shit the same thing goes for like th- pittsburgh too like Paris. say it again Paris too. <laughs> like something like that or oh god what if yeah i'm not even gonna go there on that one too <laughs> I just had a really bad thought, and I did not want to go there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got these top teams that still have a chance. How many? How many teams are going to throw this playing round just for a twelve point five chance? You know? And it's kind of it sucks, man. Yeah, it could happen. I was like, Columbus would be an interesting go too. Um, you talk about a team that really is a team that they're even that they're even in the playoff hunt this year despite everybody they lost was impressive to say the least that's a testament to John Tortorella and it kind of you know sheds light on Pabrowski and just with the way I mean I've said it how many times that uh, you see Pabrowski go to an environment that isn't as friendly in defensive terms as far as like Florida goes and and then you know Corpusalo and Merzlikens come out and they look like they look damn good. So uh, maybe it was a little bit of a facade, but um, 
<laughs> I think I'm getting a little bit off track there, but you know, if, We're getting a little- <laughs> if I'm left for day, I am 100% yeah. like I'm stoked. I am team that has a chance. And that's when you're a young player going into the league, I think a lot of times it depends on your situation. Like you can be the best player in the world and you go to a perfect example for me. When I think about that is, uh, oh, geez, uh, <laughs> I was here today going to Ottawa when they it was terrible yeah. and didn't live up to hype was out of the league. Just like that. Uh, Ilya Kovalchuk too. Going to a really bad Atlanta Thrashers team. Couldn't only made the playoffs once when he was in Atlanta. Um, so you look at some of these guys. Tyler Sagan goes right to ball. Like Taylor Hall gets drafted by Edmund that year. And then because of the Kessel trade, Tyler Sagan's number two to Boston. With it really depends on, I think a lot of it is your talent, but a good portion of it is you need to get drafted into a good organization that can develop you. It gives you a good chance. Minus one for how many four. times we does it? Eric Johnson, you know, here in St. Louis in 2006, gets to St. Louis, and it's the dark time. It's the team that gutted, has to step into a role, a defense that Chris Pronger's not there anymore. This isn't there anymore, and just could not, you know. Crashed a golf cart and tore his ACL, stuff like that. <laughs> Moved to Colorado. Oh, career in Colorado. But it really comes down to where do you land? Environment are you going into? What what's the culture like? Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting just like I mean as a hockey fan, you hope that the play in series actually happens and uh that these teams I mean, I do want these eight teams to be the teams that get it because I don't want Pittsburgh to get it. I don't want Toronto to get it. Uh, I mean, any of the other real like play in teams are kind of like they're scary good already. They made it that far. And there are some top teams like any. What is it? It's Edmonton. Edmonton. Like what if like Edmonton, if he gets in a line with Price Sido and McDavid, I mean, <laughs> it's going to be scary. That man. would be. Don't get me wrong, that would be fun, but I mean, but he has a chance to go to he has a, a chance to go to a decent team to have a chance to win. Yeah, and, and if I'm Lafreniere, like I'm, there's a, just a breath of fresh air for me because I don't want to go to like if I'm a hockey player, I don't want to be part of a rebuild. I don't want to be. I want to start playing right away. You know what I mean? So I want to start playing. I want to start competing. And and right now he does have that chance to get into a team like. I don't know. For me, if I'm Lafreniere, this is a win. This is an absolute win. But but what if he goes to a team that's at the cap? And then what do they do in three years? Well, because... I mean, there's there's going to be moves. I mean, what team? <laughs> yeah, there's going to be some serious moves. What if you're teams talking are that about close? a team. Okay, I'm sure I'm the Pens. My brain here. Yeah, the Pens. For full fuck <laughs> sure. Uh, let me, uh, I'm going to hop over to cap friendly. I know. You went to Toronto. Oh, my God. Oh, come on. We went to Toronto. Are you serious? Yeah, Blow man. it all up? Blow it all up. Um, I'm trying to look at, like, I want to see. I want to look at the Penguins first because I know three okay. years from now they got they got a little bit of money coming up. But, I mean, this is, again, we're, we're, we're going three years into the future. And, I mean, what's a kid like this going to make? Seven, eight, nine, depending on what the cap is by then. Oh, come on. And, and, and by the way, when you look at the pens, you have to understand that 
Krejci may not even sign. Yeah. If he, if Krejci signs, then those numbers literally are useless because, like I said, if, if, if he goes to the Pens, well, there's going to be a fire sale. There's the only way they can make that work. But I think there's a couple other cap teams that are that have no, that it's one of those. Yeah, if you can win the cup in three years, after that you have to blow it up. Oh yeah. So I'm looking three years down the road at the Penguins. They have forty three million dollars left, but this is saying that they don't sign Matt Murray, Tristan Jari, Casey DeSmith, Chad Ruedel, Yuso Rikola, John Marino. Like all these players that there are, there's no chance that they don't get signed. So Nick Bugstead, write him off. He's not going to be in, he's not going to be there when, when his contract is up 4.1. Goodbye. Oh, yeah. Connor Sheary. Uh, that's, you know, kind of a toss up. Evan Rodriguez, a really, really good uh, bottom sixer. I think he fits their mold pretty well. He's going to be cheap. He's going to be useful. Jared McCann, same deal already outperforming his 1.25 contract. Uh, Zach Aston Reese, 100% going to stay. Teddy Bluger, they're going to want him. Sam Lafferty, probably the same deal. And Dominic Simone. Like you said, they're going to be up the fuck against it. Um, by then, <laughs> like Chris Letang is going to be 35 and due for a new contract. I wonder if he gets, you know, that, that Joe Thornton treatment one year here, one year there. Oh, oh, really? I don't know. Let's look at Toronto. This one's going to be fun. Oh, come on. <laughs> Three years down the road, they're probably in the same spot they are right now. They're going to have $28 million in 2223, but they need to sign Ilya Mishiev and Nathan Horton. I don't see him coming back. David Clarkson, I don't see him coming back. <laughs> Freddie, Freddie needs money. Freddie's going to stay. Uh, Callie Rosen, he's going to need a contract after his ELC. Is he on an ELC? No, he's 26. Um, Travis Dermott, they're probably going to want to keep him. Rasmus Sandin going to be due for a contract. Tyson Berry, see you later. Cody Cece, see you later. Yeah, I mean, the the big contracts here are going to be Kasperi Kapanen, not Kapanen, I mean, uh, Kasperi Kapanen here, Pierre Engvall, Zach Hyman's going to need some money. Those are the ones I can see them keeping. Morgan Riley again. Yeah, I'm on cap friendly with you, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be rough. But they might have, you know, if, if somebody like Lafreniere – Garner's like six mil bridge. Uh, Dubas seems to be one of those guys that can always make those things work. Well, that would be, if they could make that work though, wow, would that be juicy? Fucking hell. <sighs> and then you got, I mean, uh, there, there's, oh. there's William Nylander trade rumors out there. <laughs> Pre-making your move. Hey, by the way, that's not bad. Not bad cap management right now. Yeah. 6.7 looks good or whatever it is. What were you yeah. saying, Littlefoot? You got cut off, man. Well, I'm just saying that's if Dubas was still the GM in three years. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I mean, see, well, think about it. I mean, let's say Toronto still can't. It's, let's say three years. That's a long time. But you still can't get out of the first round. Hmm. Your, team yeah. probably, your team could be looking a lot different. Yeah. That's a weird so, one, man. Yeah. You're right. Is there an, is there another team that's um not cap friendly? I don't yes. know. I think Edmonton, uh, not Edmonton. Uh, Columbus is pretty. They're pretty savvy with their cap. I'm trying to find the. Uh, By the way, Lafreniere would look really good in Columbus. I would like that. I would be okay with that. That's a karma thing too, if you ask me. They put it all on the line. 
last year. There to get Lafreniere. That wow, that, that that could be a formidable team. I'm trying to find a bracket here so I can find out what teams are in the play-in. I mean, Penguins. They're going to need to make some room if they get them, and and I'll probably stop watching hockey at that rate. But <laughs> that's just not fair, man. Like they they won three cups. You know, they got two of the best centers in the goddamn league, and then all of a sudden you get one of the best wingers that's that's going to be out there. And I guess the same could be said for for Edmonton too. And Chicago had their their play, and every team had their good times. But there there are just so many more teams that you know kind of quote unquote deserve it a little bit better. Um, the Predators that would be fun, and Arizona, the Canucks, you know Elias Pettersson and Lafreniere playing next to each other. Calgary, you know I see them a lot like a Toronto, like they're a lot better team than they do. Then they show us in yeah, the playoffs. <laughs> uh, Winnipeg. I don't know. Fuck Winnipeg. The Rangers. They they got enough in the pipeline. The same thing goes for the, the the Hurricanes here. I don't even think the Hurricanes have a first rounder. Am I right there? That went to New York in the uh, the Brady Shea trade or some shit. So I don't think Carolina's got a shot at it. The Islanders. They need a winger. Yeah, they get their first. Yeah. Uh, do, is there a, a date for this one yet? Do they have any idea when this one's going to come on? Or are they going to wait until if and when a playoffs, like a play-in series happens? I think they're going to do. I think the original plan was after the first, after the opening round of the playoffs, if that happens. Big if, but if. Yeah, so it's like first week of October or something like that. Oh, Christ. What a fucking cliffhanger. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That is brutal. Yeah, well, TV ratings are, are are what it's all about. I can see where Batman's coming from, man. This was a uh, this was a weird one. I'm, I'm curious to see what teams like kind of embrace the tank because it's not like you know the Penguins or Toronto thought they had any opportunity to get Lafreniere at the beginning of the season. You know what I mean? So they're not tanking on purpose. But if they can throw, or in Toronto's case, just naturally go through a first round and then wind up outside of it, you know, make it look like an accident. Oh yeah, this is we we were trying to, you know, then maybe do this. All right, that's a hot take, TJ. I'm just saying that's a hot take. Okay, <laughs> I'll pin it up there, man. All right, boys, I'm gonna I'm gonna call this one a night, but uh, it was good hanging out with you guys. Thanks for coming along. Yeah, man. Thanks, guys, for hanging out. Take care. Thanks, man. Good night. All right, guys, that's what we got on tap for today. Uh, Zach is going to be with me tomorrow. We're going to be talking about this. We're going to be talking about another uh, topic, I guess. We got a, like five of them in our heads. I've been taking like kind of a week off here. But with that and the idle time and me just talking to our sound guy, Raj, like we've come up with like 50 different ideas for episodes. So uh, no shortage. It was just like kind of a, a mental vacation for me with this last week. And, you know, after the interview series and everything, so... Hey, that's what it is. But we are looking forward to talking to you guys later on in the week. I hope you guys are having a good one. I hope everything's treating you well. 
And until we talk to you next time, you guys can find us on Twitter at FHF Hockey. You guys can find us in our Discord if you guys want to hang out and possibly jump in on another uh, just round table that we guaranteed is going to come up. So, um, yeah, hope to see you guys there. Hope to see you on Twitter. And thanks for listening, guys. We love you. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not.